Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And, and we're, we're the Polter Gals. And on this week's episode, we have a lovely poacher pal, Mr. Brad Turner. I'm lovely. Yes, yes. I'm the lovely Brad Turner. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind just kind of telling us who you are, where you're from, what you do, just give us a little bit of background about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is Brad Turner. I was born here in Waco. Mm-hmm. I lived okay. here all my life. Uh, actually, seventh generation. I've had family here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, grew up local. I work at MCC and teach mostly in the science department over there and uh, have a few different side projects and curiosities that interest me. And it just happens that one of those involves a goat man. <gasps> wow. Oh, yeah. Great. And you've actually written a couple books, too. Do you want to talk yes. about that? Uh, yeah, I've done. Uh, the first one I did was a local history book called mm-hmm. Lust, Violence, Religion, Life in Historic Waco. Uh, right now, if you find one of those softbacks, um, all Every single dime of those sales benefits the Highlander Foundation for oh, scholarships wow. at MCC. Awesome. Um, second one I did was Cotton Bales, Goatmen, and Witches, mm-hmm. Legends of the Heart of Texas. Uh, that book itself has kind of become a legend. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of a little bit of a sad story, and how everything went with that one. It's hard to find those now, but yeah. um, but still, luckily, I can do events like this and talk with you. And the others are textbooks that people have to buy and don't want to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but um. <clears throat> But sales are good, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> Sorry, capitalism prevails. Yeah, yeah. We talk about that a lot on the show. Don't worry. Oh, Don't yeah. worry. We do. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you all haven't figured out, this location as well, it's just there. It's all over Central Texas, mm-hmm. like Brad said. Uh, we, we do want to more specifically go over about the legends of Central Texas. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of our stuff, and we do thank you for sharing that book with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure yeah, reading. It, it was. Super... I went through a roller coaster of emotions all the way through. Oh. Uh, what was it? One hundred and fifty-two, yes. sixty-two stories. Oh, something like that. Um. So, <laughs> so that's in the book. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> um, I think it's many pages. In there. The, Maybe not. <laughs> in the original Word doc draft, there were uh, there's well over a hundred in there. Oh wow! But not all of those went in the mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. the published book. Wow. Yeah. There's just. Waco's a nice quirky town and there's 
There's lots yes. of good folklore history around here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and today we're going to be getting into that. Oh, yeah. I hope I can remember them enough to <laughs> No worries. We just recently yeah. read them, so of course we're going to have more insight. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I might be a little rustier, so. <laughs> no but you worries. won't know that because it's edited out. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Allison, you better get your editing finger. You better I might have do to some take finger warm-ups. <laughs> Mike, you want to edit it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, well. So. To get into the thing, um, one of the first questions we have is, um, what got you interested in folklore and ledges, and what got you interested in the paranormal? Oh, well, so I'm mostly just like folklore mm-hmm. and good ghost stories. I have no desire at all to know if any of this stuff is true. <laughs> at well, all. There goes one of our other questions. I don't want to go looking for anything I don't want to find. Are they true? Are they not? I'll be honest with mm-hmm. you. I could not care any less. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fact the story exists Mm -hmm. is what is merit to me. Not whether or not trying to track down its truth. Its truth is in its existence. The fact it's even there. Uh, No one stops to ask which Aggie walked into which bar and said which thing at which time. (laughs) You just wait for the punchline. So what got me most interested in it, though, was in 2011... Uh, a student organization at MCC was hosting a ghost storytelling competition and I wanted to win. And the first thing I thought was everybody's going to go in there, you know, and talk about the hook or talk about some, some random bloody Mary thing or something. And I thought, man, I want to tell local ghost stories. I want to tell local stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was researching a history project at that time. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go, and look up local ghost stories. So I went to the Texas collection at Baylor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, give me give me some good local ghost stories. And there's like two. There's Declamar West, Legend of Lover's Leap. Mm-hmm. There's Haunted Hill that a mm-hmm. guy had sort of self-published a long while back. Uh, area around Moody. There's a Vertical Files, what they had, where it was cut out in newspaper clippings. There was some oral history from Eichlenberger, from Eichlenberger Crossing up by the wetlands. that mm-hmm. He told one about the Lindsay brothers. But that was really it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what do you mean? There, there's more than this. Uh, I grew up hearing more stories than this from people in my family. And I said, well, okay. Um, I had been, I'd been trained somewhat in oral history when I was still at Baylor. I'm going to treat this like an oral history project. And I said, um, I'm going to start asking people, hey, you know any good local ghost stories? Mm-hmm. And... If they were like, oh, well, everybody knows at least a couple. Mm -hmm. I would immediately pull my phone out, have them tell me their name, and record it right there on the spot. I was like, tell me what you know. And if I heard the same story three times from people who didn't know each other, that's when I considered it more valid. So it wasn't just them making some random thing on the fly. So... I treated it like a sort of a historical insight. And if, if they didn't always perfectly align, sometimes they did, I would, I'd go ahead and sort of put it into one bigger picture that sort of put the legend together. And, uh, while trying to research local ghost stories to tell those things, I discovered that there was nothing there, nothing for when my great grandfather would have been here. No, no real accounts other than Lindsay hollow and, and Lover's Leap, there was no written account. And I thought, how tragic is that? I mean, right now we live in a period where we have more information available to us than ever before, right at our fingertips. 
and nobody had these stories written down or recorded. So I thought, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to organize them. And as I was putting them together for, for the, for the, like the, the thing that night, that sort of competition, I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to try to do a whole book on this. Let's just, oh, wow. let's just see what we can do. And I was working uh, with Mark Long, who's awesome. Love him. Uh, Shout at out. the time. Yeah. I was working with him and he was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, you should totally do a book on that. And that's how the Goatman book was born. Wow. So it was all sort of, it was all sort of this, this big thing at one time. Mm-hmm. I also, it also coincided with, I had a part-time job where I couldn't leave. Like I had to sit in a spot and watch people take tests. Oh. And I couldn't do anything else. Yikes. So to keep me awake and working when nobody was in there, I would work on the book. Wow. Stuff like that too. Wow. So all that sort of came together in a nice, I'll call it folklore casserole. Oh. Like folklore casserole. I love that. We're going to steal cheese, that. Extra Ooh. cheese. Extra cheese. Go Sorry, to the lactose sauce. friends. <laughs> Sorry, lactose friends. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fantastic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so um, obviously you spoke a lot about the goat man, but which one is your favorite, <laughs> yes. would you say? Oh, is it like picking yes. a favorite amongst your children? Uh, no, that's easy. <laughs> Sorry, girls. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, it's not so much that I have one particular favorite as I have a couple. Okay. Uh, or several that, that really stuck with me. Uh, a couple of them, people, right after I did that book, people would come out of the woodwork to find me, and they would say, they would say like, um, oh man, I know this story. Uh, I know this story that I want to share with you. And so one of them actually pieced together uh, in the book, there's the story of the charred woman. There's actually a whole nother backstory to that one that oh, I really wow. enjoyed. And I loved one or two of the Cameron Park witch stories. Mm-hmm. Some of the others are just too like, I mean, just give me a break. Yeah. Um, but a couple of the others I really enjoyed. I love the ones about the ghost animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. ones about, uh, I think I call them the silver fiends mm-hmm. in the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will say there was another book where this guy had gone through the Dallas morning news and just found weird stuff what? and put it in a book. It's called hidden headlines of Texas. I think. All right. We'll tell oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it has a whole lot of weird quirky stories in it too. Wow. Um, and there's several in there that I enjoy. Uh, the cycling specter. I like, mm-hmm. I like that story a lot. Uh, Time Tramp, I like that one. Uh, really, I like the ones that more resonate, the ones that feel the most real to me. Yeah. Uh, or have the most mystery to them. There you go. Yeah, one of my favorites was actually um, the story of the witch's castle, which I've heard of, oh, which yes. as every yes. icon pretty much has heard. Um, but the story of the mother and son um, yeah. taking yeah. her son yeah. out. Yeah, the actress on Two Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's exactly right. That version and the one of the Cameron's nanny are actually mm-hmm. my two favorite versions of that. Wow. Yes. And uh, they're the most relatable. They're the most real. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, just pulling in the aspects of like the historical aspect into it with yes. the war and then her losing yes. her son. And then yes. it's more of like, um, it's a sad story, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. But I mean, most of these are. Yeah. And the story of Lover's Leap with the two Native American tribes. Yeah, with, with, with Wawati and her mm-hmm. lover. And yeah. They ended up jumping. Which, actually, there was even uh, an off-Broadway play. I believe that's right. You can ask mm-hmm. Dr. Sloan for more information on that. Uh, Shout out. Even an off, <laughs> yeah, an off-Broadway play about that that was done 
but no copy of the script exists. Oh, just, wow. Just the cover. I believe Texas wow. Collection has one Interesting. of them. Called it the Waco Maiden. <gasps> Ooh. I think that's right. Again, I'm kind of rusty. <laughs> kind of rusty on this stuff. No worries. So if you had to pick any <laughs> one of these that you have done some kind of research on, if you had to experience one, what would it be? So, okay. <laughs> I, uh, there, um, I did put my car in neutral at Patrick Cemetery <gasps> and it did move. <gasps> oh my God. That's the oh. only one I really was like, I was there. Did you put the myself. baby powder on your back? Tailgate. No, 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 no. I didn't do that. Oh, uh, too far. Cause, cause, too far. Because that's obviously my first thoughts were this is just a play on the legend about the San Antonio and the school bus. Mm -hmm. All the one everybody talks about. I was like, that's just all this is. And I was like, fine. So I had my What are Ford. you doing on Friday night? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I had my old Ford and I was like, mm, neutral. I was like, all right, push me. It starts to roll, and I was like, just a little. And I was like, I'm downhill. And I wasn't. I was and down. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> oh. Drive out again. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I ain't, I ain't looking for something I don't want to find. <laughs> and that's as close to knocking on the door as mm -hmm. I cared to do, which in that story, there's actually knocking on tombstones and things like that. Oh, involved. wow. So, oh, yeah. no. So, uh, again, I was like, nope, nope, turn her out. <laughs> Has there been anything else that you've experienced and rather the yes. paranormal? Uh, Any weird happenings? None, none really worth, none really worth sharing. Uh, all in all, again, I'm kind of boring in that respect. However, I'll give a shout out. You may want to talk to Cindy Little. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's teaching oh, her yeah. uh, continuing education class right now. Oh, $65 yes. a class. Join it. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, yes. shout out to Idiotic Ideologies. Shout out. Right we'll here. Have the monsoon. Yes. Hey, we're a small community. <laughs> and, uh, and they all do really good work. Yeah. Yes. And each of us has a different approach and angle to the, the subjects and things. And, and uh, yeah. Oh, man. I would uh, I would ask Cindy more of that question. I'm kind of a dud when you answer that. <laughs> well, I know that MCC is quite haunted um, yes. on its own, yes. and the science building itself um, in the basement is a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the are you which the old science building or the new one? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh. I, I, is there accounts for both? <laughs> um, so, so each you hear different things about about. MC squared, um, <laughs> and different things there. Uh, some of the, some of the best ones I've heard, uh, involve in the old science building. Uh, I have a friend who, who said that in the old science building that, uh, on the backside, the long hallway, mm -hmm. um, there's an, an office or so where things would be thrown across the be thrown across the, the room mm -hmm. or, or things like that. And it isn't necessarily the kind of thing where there's a backstory to it. So you don't know. It's not, at least not, I don't know a backstory to yeah. it. I just know, hear things like that. You'll mm -hmm. hear stories about, um, oh, I had a friend uh, in the new science building. I had a friend who said uh, up on third floor, you know, that they just, it gets creepy at night. And that uh, they'd see like uh, on their way out, after they were locking up, that you might see like a silhouette way up there or something. Um, things like that. 
The other one is, of course, the B pack. I've heard some good ones about Ooh. the B pack, mm -hmm. uh, which would obviously yeah, make sense. Mm -hmm. What good is a theater that doesn't have a ghost? That's true. Every theater's haunted. Cool. Every um, theater. Do you want to tell the story of Comes the... Comes back to... So I, I'm a theater alumni from MCC. So uh, that, that kind of, as soon as you said it, I was like... Oh. Is it the story uh, of the woman? So yes, that's actually one of them. Uh, Londi brought that up because I did post it on my Facebook. And so she had said something about it. And more specifically, Kelly... Kelly uh, had a really close encounter with her on the stage, um, and I don't. Do you, Did she yell at him? I don't. She. That's all she said was that Kelly had an encounter with her. And I'll ask him. So I. I don't know what that I'm entails. For you, Professor Parker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. It's funny that you say Professor Parker because I don't think I've ever called him Parker in my life. <laughs> Even going to school there, it's hey Kelly, what's up Kelly. Well, and, I go by Brad, so I get it. Yeah, so it's like, and if I would have known this, I would have asked him. Because, you know, it's, like you said, what's what's a theater good for if he doesn't have a ghost? If you don't have at least one good ghost or ghost oh, story about a yeah. theater, it's a lame theater. I mean, it doesn't have to be a story like Lincoln's. Yeah. I mean, you ain't got to be talking for <laughs> no, theater yeah. or nothing, but you need something more than Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give me something here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> The one I heard about that one was that it's a it's a woman, uh, a woman who sits in the audience or will come on the stage and yell at you if you turn off the ghost light, mm -hmm. which they call it a ghost light on the theater just to have a light on so you don't go in there and die, ironically. Because they um, used to have the orchestra pits open. Yeah, that's right. And then people mm -hmm. would just walk off into the apron and die in the orchestra pit. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> there's always just a light sitting on the stage, uh, sort of like... You're being interrogated in some sort yeah. of uh, communist country. <laughs> it's uh, it was interesting because we used to get yelled at uh, by Stroman, Caleb Stroman. He uh, used to he used He's to yell man. at us all the time if we didn't put the ghost light in the proper spot because he always had it marked where on the stage it went. So yeah, it was yeah, it was okay. crazy. If I recall correctly, Caleb actually told me about the lady. Hmm. And then uh, the FOB, the Faculty Office Building, um, that one you hear a pencil sharpener and water on a wall. Like an old school pencil sharpener? Mm -hmm. Ominous. And then um, the CSC used to be Waco High. Mm -hmm. uh, and I heard a story once that uh, the shadows of the grounds stood up and walked. Oh. And then another oh, one no. I heard was a set of orbs that were spinning down by the boat ramp. Oh, wow. Oh, no. So those are the main ones I've heard. Wow, interesting. Uh, and, and hey, if you got any more, hit me up. He's yes. ready. <laughs> yeah, I like no one else. He'll write them yeah. down immediately. <laughs> I will. I, I'll pull my phone out. It'll be awkward, but it'll be fun. Yes. And me. give us a reason to have him back on here, please. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really fast, we are going to take a commercial break. And then we'll be all right we'll back. Be back. And now, a word from our sponsors. Spooky. <laughs> All right. And now we're back. We're back. So one thing that Debbie and I consistently talk about is 
a woman in white, which I have to thank you, but also <laughs> not thank you about for bringing it up in your book. Which one? Because you did say a uh, noisy neighbor in my note. Now, the noisy neighbor has red hair. So, yes, that is one that it, when I believe you said that it was a green dress with a woman in green dress. Oh, I'm getting them mixed and, up with a different nosy neighbor. You're oh, talking no. about the one by Greenwood. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, not the one in Lorena. No. Yeah. Is one in Lorena in the book? That's the... The red-haired woman in the book? Oh, oh maybe. <laughs> I can't remember either. And I it's okay. It. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting my nosy <laughs> neighbors mixed up. Green dress by Greenwood Cemetery. Yes. And yes. she has dark hair. Yes. So I just remember reading a green dress, and I specifically wrote it down <laughs> because I have a tendency of writing notes, mm-hmm. and in parentheses... <laughs> I put, thank God, it's not a woman in white. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Every show, even like today's episode we recorded, there's always this legend of a woman in white. It's always about water. But it can never be, it can never be, um, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, a madame, an eggshell. Um, yeah. no, uh, That's true. That's you know, true. It's, yeah. always it's always a woman in white. In white. Yeah. It's always by water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never it's did. always a lover or a baby. There you go. Yep. It's, yes. It's, and and that's and what's really cool is the more you study local folklore, mm-hmm. it's the same thing pretty mm-hmm. much. There are certain reoccurring themes. Now that one, like in the case of Rainbow Lake, mm-hmm. Rainbow Lake, you hear about that one. That's a woman in white, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, yes. you have the horse face woman, La Llorona. Mm-hmm. That one. That's a classic one right there. Uh. But again, sometimes you hear that that one's also a blue dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you don't don't send me hate messages about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, green dress and I believe black hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely Greenwood. not yeah. a woman in white. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the one in Lorena though, I uh, I remember she has red hair. Mm-hmm. She walks through walls. Ooh, I think. I do I can't kind of. If it's in the book or not, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. too many stories. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's, it blurs. But then I will say immediately after writing that, I go back to the book and there's something with woman in white. Yeah. And then yeah. and I'm like, the woman in white in Woodway. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, And I'm like, well, she had to make an appearance eventually. I know. Right? Yeah. So I was like, well, never mind. There goes that theory. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, yay! Finally, a collection yes. of stories without a woman in white. <laughs> oh, there she is. Nah, <laughs> yeah. just because you hadn't gotten to number three yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Woman in white yeah. in Woodway. I was uh, I was so excited. Uh, I was. We were actually taking notes at the same yeah, time. Yeah, we were like reading and note taking on the doc <laughs> yeah. at the well, same happy time. Happy to both not disappoint yeah. and disappoint <laughs> at the same time. I like to keep that perfect balance and equilibrium mm-hmm. of local goat man. Yeah, yeah, right there in place. Yeah, and yeah. so um, speaking of the goat man, what is one of your favorite versions of the goat man? Oh man, I think I like the mad scientist creating a goat baby and then it gets yeah, yeah, yeah. On yes. old, now that one. I had several people from West tell me that story. Mm-hmm. That's one up on Old Railroad Road. I think that's right. <laughs> uh, say that real fast. Um, <laughs> There's a railroad crossing without any cars. Can you spell that without any R's? T H A T. I can't spell anything, Debbie. I could hardly. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> no. I'm confused. A railroad crossing without any cars. Can you spell that without any R's? I like the riddle, but I'm still just wrapping my head around it. Um, <laughs> Well, it wasn't that. It was a real, I think it's old railroad bridge or okay. something. Anyway, yeah, like a mad scientist or something dropped him off over mm-hmm. there. And he, that's, that's the one that I, I love that I idea. Heard. Um, I, when you, 
honestly, I kind of like all three of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea that he's some sort of fiendish imp from hell who's coming Mm -hmm. to eat your kid or or eat like a single man uh, by themselves. The idea of it as... Actually, I mean, it's definitely one of the most... Let's just say disturbing stories. I in would the whole say book. yes. Yes. Um, yes. I'm not gonna. Uh, I mean, you, it's a goat and a man <laughs> that had a goat for a dad and a. I'm sorry, a, a dad for a dad <laughs> and a goat for a mom, <laughs> and, and it, it it's 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 is messed up. But mm-hmm. so you can just use your imagination. I I ain't telling you the rest of it. Uh, but <laughs> but that being said. Just that and the idea of trying to kill the creature and it's innocent, mm-hmm. but then it won't let it into heaven. They won't let it mm-hmm. into hell. So it just runs around the Bosky River. Because mm-hmm. what better place, but better place to spend eternity than, uh, than right Lake Waco on the Bosky River yeah. by yep. MCC and Cameron Park. Uh, but I like that. I I don't know. I like the one of it being like some sort of fiendish demon who eats your kid whenever your kid runs off by (laughs) themselves and things like that and what you start to find is every place has a goat man now the goat Mm -hmm. man story was very popular in the 1940s 50s and 60s Mm. and lots of places had goat men it might be that you had a couple of teenagers uh down by the river on a friday night goat man would show up so they Mm -hmm. tell them that you know goat man's going to come get you when you're in the back seat of your you know, your, your dad's Chevy or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it might be that if you're a kid by themselves, oh, the goat man's going to get you. Yeah. Or it might be something like that. And so really in e- in every situation, the moral of the story is don't be alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, I'll, I'll run the river trail by myself and stuff like that too. <laughs> Goldman hasn't eaten me yet. I was going to say, now it's very different. But, uh, it's probably, uh, the terrain is probably a little different than the forest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just slightly. Uh, just yeah. slightly. But... But still, it was uh, it's it's that constantly that moral of don't be alone, or uh, goat man eats teenagers or mm-hmm. whatever, in themselves secluded in an area. Mm-hmm. I mean, what more could you want? Oh no, uh, right? So yeah. I mean, most of the time you see those themes. Now, when you start dealing with the stories of like the wild man or something, which is more like your classic Bigfoot Yeti mm-hmm. Sasquatch kind of story. Oh yeah, that's different than the goat man. So don't confuse those two. Very different. This is more just. Some giant hairy beast that looks like a cross between what you see him with Bugs Bunny and on the mm-hmm. Discovery yeah. Channel that they're looking for, tearing up feeders and things like that. And, uh, hey, I ain't saying he ain't out there, and I ain't saying he is. All I'm saying <laughs> is the people that have seen him will swear that they, and I'm, I'm not saying you hadn't. I'm just saying <laughs> I have not seen him. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> uh, but I ain't saying he ain't out there, and I ain't saying he is. I'm there just saying... He loves to tear up deer feeders, and he's mostly on the north side of McLennan County. There you go. And so, how much truth do you think there is to these stories? I could not care any less. <laughs> couldn't care. I don't. I could not care any less. You see, as Waco becomes more and more modern, we see us fighting to struggle to identify what does it mean to be a Wacoan. Mm-hmm. And it's at times like this we could very easily rag on our flower neighbors on Mm -hmm. the other side of town uh, with the magic metal uh, next to one another and their cupcakes. And they've done a lot of good things for Waco. And Mm -hmm. they've done a lot of things that classic old school Mm -hmm. poor Waco ones ain't too happy about. Mm -hmm. The thing is, they've taken certain things and been very smart about how they handled it. Yeah. And if we're all being honest, some of us are just flat out jealous it wasn't us. But 
these are all things that are stories we all share in common. It doesn't matter how much wealth you have. It doesn't matter how long you've been here, how short. If your family's been here a long time like mine, or if you mm -hmm. just got here a month ago, you want to be a part of what it means to be a true Wacoin. These stories and cultures exist on their own right. The validity of them just existing gives them their merit. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have mm -hmm. to be, was there a, a, was there a former prostitute that had a child that went to war that she grieved mm -hmm. and later she became known as the Cameron Park witch instead of the Cameron, the Cameron Park woman mm -hmm. changed over time. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's a sad story. I yeah. hope it isn't true. Yeah. Could it be true? Oh, easily. Possibly. And, but each of them has an element of truth, even if that truth is only their moral. Yeah. Same as the punchline with a, with a good Aggie joke. <laughs> uh, I say that as a two-time Baylor graduate. Um, but <laughs> that, that same sort of scenario, um, you, you'll spend your whole life trying to find out if folklore is true or not. Yeah. You're probably going to be disappointed and miss the point. The point is it, it has merit just for existing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's about a place that we all share in common help us have a common identity, yeah. especially on a quirky side. Yeah, We have shared common identity when it comes to cults and tragedies. We do when it comes to cupcakes and Discovery Plus. Mm -hmm. We should also have a shared identity of culture that we can all sort of celebrate year-round, but especially when it starts to get cooler in the air. Mm -hmm. That's usually when people care the most about the goat man. Usually. Uh, usually. Uh, We're spooky 365. Yes, we are. <laughs> and you should be too. But, so, not to dodge your question, which I don't feel like I did, <laughs> but to give you my honest response to it. Yeah. Again, could not care any less. Yeah. Now, that being said, I don't want to discredit people who have experienced traumatic things. I'm not saying what they've experienced isn't real. I'm not saying it, it, it is, it isn't, whatever. I'm saying I don't want it to happen to me. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm merely saying in my experiences, I don't want to find things that I don't want to look for. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like these are cultural points that people are real funny about talking about, real quirky about. And we can throw some of that back to, oh, Waco's religious roots, which I would I'd give an argument against that at some point or another. Oh, that that's more of a, a perception or a social memory than actual fact. Mm -hmm. um, but it definitely plays a, a part in it. People people always talk real soft when you're when they're telling a ghost story <laughs> or a goat man story. They'll look over their shoulder, make sure the goat man isn't there, <laughs> and then they'll they'll tell a story, or their eyes will change when they tell you a story like that. And so, again, whether it's an a personal experience that's happened to somebody or if it's retelling the stories that I think would have been around during the time of my great grandfather and great, great grandfather. Um, I think it helps us identify ourselves. Yeah. There's my long answer that I said three times <laughs> in a row. There you go. And one of the most um, iconic Waco center points is, of course, the Alico. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the Alico for a moment? Waco's Goliath. Yes. That yep. is correct. Yep. So um, the Alico building itself uh, survived the 53 tornado, and that was a pretty big deal, especially considering the fact directly across the street 
even now when you walk out, you can see the spinning memorials. Mm -hmm. uh, for a long time, the historical marker was there because that's where 22 people perished mm -hmm. in the R.T. Dennis building. Including women and children. Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. 114 people total are credited with the death of the Waco tornado of 53. Mm -hmm. And the primary buildings that survived downtown were the old Roosevelt, which is currently, I believe it's the Roosevelt now again, it was a retirement center for a while. My great-grandmother lived there in the Aww. 80s and 90s. Um, it and the Alico building survived the tornado, mm -hmm. and nothing else did. And it's Wake, yep. Have you ever wondered why there's so much parking available in downtown Waco? It's not for a great reason. No. <laughs> no. No. Because, uh, I mean, you go to any other, any other Texas mm -hmm. city square, good luck finding, e even, even a real dumpy one, and yeah. good luck finding mm -hmm. parking. And Austin Avenue used to be a full pedestrian mall. Yeah. It, used to it have did. They tried the to down. reboot that in the mm -hmm. 1970s. We see how that went. That's <laughs> more involving issues involving uh, uh, race and issues involving economics. And that's a that's a that's whole a other fun topic. Economic yeah. question. But uh, <laughs> we, we can go there some other point if you want. I don't have any problem with that at all. But, well, specifically, we should talk about some of the hauntings and weird yes. things that happened in the Alico. Yes. Yeah. Well, so as far as hauntings of the Alico. Um, there's one that I had somewhat heard, and I know there's bound to be better ones out there. Mm -hmm. Just that uh, there was one, I believe, that it's a maintenance guy mm -hmm. who randomly checks it. And you see him, it's particularly in the basement. You also see him in the stairwells. Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard that story. Um, oh, but my previous point about the tornado was, it's where the Cotton Bales part came from, mm -hmm. of this the series I do with all the Goatman stories. Um, originally, there was a popular rumor that the Alico building was built on top of cotton bales. Waco, uh, there's a big argument, is Waco a southern city or a western city? Well, it's probably more of a southern city, Fort Worth being more of like a western city or something. Mm -hmm. And at that period in time when it was built, uh, cotton was still very prominent in the area, and uh, they would put cotton bales in the basement. Well, it's because there used to be uh, wells and natural springs that came up, they essentially were using the cotton bales like giant sponges mm -hmm. uh, to absorb the water and the moisture. You see it in common practice in places in Louisiana and New Orleans and mm -hmm. things like that. But um, the rumor was that it had cotton bales as its foundation, like an anti-earthquake kind of thing, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you will, um, where that that's why it survived was because the cotton bales allowed it to sway. Mm -hmm. And it's just quirky little stories like that. Mm -hmm. That have absolutely no, it's not true at all. <laughs> it's built out of steel, so it could give, as opposed to R.T. Dennis uh, across the street was made out of made out of brick and wood, so it just collapsed like a house of cards, mm -hmm. as uh, as J.B. Smith says. Um, but but the Alico building, its cotton bales, that's where it came from. Oh, wow. People people said that that story for decades that it's because there's cotton bales underneath it. So. That's anyway, funny. There you go. <laughs> That's where you go. I mean, we've heard a lot of that because we did one of those, like, live haunted ghost tours. We and did. They, they said pretty much exactly that. Mm -hmm. Same concept, janitor, maintenance guy. They didn't know who's yeah. seen in the stairwell everything yeah yeah so. basement stairwells um that's that's the real popular one that i've heard the most of mm -hmm. uh alico building rightfully so generally is on pretty locked down pretty tight yes mm. i mean it's you drive anywhere for 20 miles you look up you can barely see the red letters of the alico mm -hmm. off in the distance and mm -hmm. that's how i, I mean, know how to get home that, just yeah, see the right. alico and i just keep we going don't need towards a compass it anymore the alico is our own 
Our yep. own North Star. There uh, we go. So I know one question that I was super interested in was the uh, tunnels that run yes. throughout downtown. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of them was, part of it is the Hippodrome, mm-hmm. which I've gone to several events there because my mom works for Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime it's just us two, I would ask. It's like, hey, like what about the tunnels? They refuse they will deny it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that there is footage of like fo- footage of spirits of people knowing that it's their um mm. maps, they will every time I've asked, they said there's no tunnels. The city condemned them. So mm-hmm. a couple I'd say a couple years ago, we're talking a, a while ago, they actually used to do tunnel tours underneath Waco, um, and they do they do guided tours. Um, but then once the city condemned them, they're no longer allowed to go under there. Um, but right below the tunnels is actually the Waco Wellspring. Um, oh. So um, yeah. they say that water and well springs bring on paranormal activity mm-hmm. due to, um, what is it, like their life force? The, the, like the EMF, so the electromagnetic I've fields. I've like legend, and that's it, why there's so many ghosts by water. Mm-hmm. There's lots of ghost mm-hmm. stories about water. And that's yeah. why you can't use dowsing rods in some areas, is if there's already water, then how are you supposed to find a ghost? Yes. <laughs> yes. Makes sense. Yeah. But uh, the only primary ghost stories I know from the Hippodrome are the woman, the story of the woman... Uh, who's by the ladies' room? Ooh, I believe. I haven't heard I, that I story. I can attest to that one. Uh, and Ooh, this yeah. one, I heard about it long before it was redone, uh, when the Hippodrome was still in a really sad place. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still kind of in a sad place. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. It was. Man, they spent some money on that place and really, really souped it up. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is more of. I remember going down there in the nineties. And it was, oh, it was sad. And, um, but I remember hearing about this before it was redone mm-hmm. in the early 2010s. Uh, the, a woman who I believe wears black, not white. Not white. Not white. Not white. Well, that's she it. Gotta black, go. <laughs> um, who is seen by the women's restroom mm-hmm. right in the main, on the main floor when you come in. Mm-hmm. I believe that's right. Yeah. And one of the other main stories that I've heard is of the smoking cowboy um, he's on the second floor smoking a cigarette or cigar. Um, and people said they've seen him. He's like tipped their hat, lit up a cigarette. See, that was new to me. I and then people smell the cigarette and they're like, this guy's smoking in here. That's yeah. not allowed. Turn, turn back. And he's gone only with the faint smell of cigarettes to be left. Mm-hmm. See, I haven't heard that one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I know that the, when it was open and functioning, uh, that some of the people say that the people in the dressing room, women's dressing room specifically, they're, they will hear talking and banging like at the door, but then they go to the men's and it's nothing. That's And, and it's, it's a, the room is between it. It's about the size of this room. It's yeah. like that door right there is the men's and then over the here is the women's. Is room. The women's. Something at the 10 feet it takes to cross the room will hear nothing. Wow. Well, all I know is Whenever you're looking for good local lore, theaters never disappoint. The Civic Theater, I believe, has a ghost story with it, mm-hmm. too. I just can't remember all of it off the top of my head. And I remember even hearing stories about the old Jubilee and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, some of them I'm a little bit rusty on. But I remember in particular 
The Hippodrome had some really rich ones long before it was ever even redone because, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the oldest active places back in the day mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. That's where things would have been shown. The mm-hmm. fact that it could do movies and live shows and everything else. And there was the fire there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That's and so right. the fire in that case as well, um, there was a fire in the theater, um, which we all yep. know about, um, of which um, when they were trying to leave, the doors got clogged with people because there were Insert too many people. Oliver Wendell um, joke. Who, um, and oh. then um, ended up people oh, no. being trampled and ended up dying right on the street, right yeah, on Austin right Avenue um, from being trampled, right from getting out of the Hippodrome. So. I'm not as familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I need to read up on my Hippodrome history. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. that was in the 1920s. I could be incorrect. Oh, you, yes. you're probably right. Like I said, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, that one I don't is... know that one as well. Mm-hmm. The main one I know is the, the story of the woman by the women's restroom. Yeah. Do you see her in the mirror? Ooh. Oh, no. That's a little scary. Oh, no. I don't like that. I'm not going to look into the... I'm just going to wash wash my hands with my eyes closed next time. <laughs> or just turn the light out. That won't be creepy either. Oh, that's definitely <laughs> that's, not that's creepy. Oh, that's that. a better idea. No. Like please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you on this show as a <laughs> polter pal on the other side. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it. I, I mean, that, I think yeah. you've answered all of our questions. Um, is there anything else you would like to add for today? So I have a question for y'all. Yeah. Oh. What made y'all interested in becoming the Polter Gal? Yikes. <laughs> That's a, this is her brainchild. Yeah, th- this was all me. Uh, I kind of dragged her into it. But <laughs> I don't know. I've always had a interest in the paranormal. My my grandma is a psychic medium. And so she it's one of those like genetic things. And so I I'll go in and out. It's kind I've made it to a point to where it's like a light switch. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I'm just like, mm, not today. So I'll just like turn it off, ignore all the signs, ignore their voices and yeah, stuff like that. And so that's kind of what got me into it was my grandma talking about spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've I've had some, even in like my childhood home, had seen spirits, seen ghosts, heard them, seen them, felt them. And I was just like, great. Wanted to do the show and dragged her into it. Yeah. And I've just always loved the occult. I've loved anything mm-hmm. spooky, dark, um, wearing all black, wearing anything, uh, a little um, occult, if you will. Um, and then, you know, I my parents said that maybe I had, usually they say like children and babies, right? And, and animals um, mm-hmm. maybe have an extra sense. So my parents tell this story of um, me sitting in my grandparents' house. Um, so they have like two entrances. They have one to the front door and then one to the garage. Um, and they said I was just sitting there, minding my own business, playing with my toys toys and the door to the garage blew open blew open um and then i just followed the wind all the way around and then there was like a hallway right around the corner i just just watched all the way until it turned the corner um and then there were also some other weird occurrences that happened at my grandparents house growing up um i grew up in west texas where there was nothing but dirt um so you know what else is there to talk about besides ghosts and dirt um maybe a few cactuses and mesquites along the way um but yeah so that's kind of um where my interest came through and then um also interest in wicca pagan um anything that uh is predating christianity so pretty interesting Mm -hmm. Sounds like y'all have many different things that brought you to the subject. That is very true. And yes. now we have the poltergeist. <laughs> mm. And so now mm. we just going to be stupid and talk about spooky things. Um, Allison tries to give history and then I'm just dumb. So, you know, it's fine. Nah. <laughs> boy, boy, oh boy. Nah. Again, 
stories exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. And even yes. if there is, even if their value is just entertainment, mm-hmm. if it's to warn, if it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So the thing that brings me to it again is just the story itself, mm-hmm. letting mm-hmm. it be a piece of a Waco that is represented. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see what else, what else is said, or if anybody has any good ones they want to yeah. share. I will say this though. If it's about your house growing up, <laughs> Uh, that's cool. I'll listen, mm-hmm. but I ain't saying it because ain't nobody gonna sue me because their property value either went up or down uh, on on Zillow. So I'm just saying, <laughs> most of the stuff that's written about is also public mm-hmm. uh, places that we all share in common. Yeah, uh, things like that. Yeah, and one of your stories actually was about the Oakwood Cemetery. I think it was called yeah. the Shy Inquirer. Yes. Um, and yes. the Oakwood Cemetery, as I've mentioned before, is right next to my house, which is yes. um, one of the oldest cemeteries in Waco. Um, yes, quite a is. few prominent features are uh, figures are buried there. Um, so me and my husband go and explore and see what oh. we can find. Um, but it, again, it's common areas like that that bring mm-hmm. us all together, and yes. um, it's right around the corner, um, both literally and metaphorically. You can learn a whole <laughs> lot about a culture about how they treat their dead. It's true. Mm-hmm. How they honor their dead. That's one reason why Dia de los Muertos is such a mm-hmm. big deal. Uh, that's one reason why, in particular, cemeteries and culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, every October, here I'll plug this real quick, Heart of Texas Storytellers Guild mm-hmm. does living history in Ooh. Oakwood where uh, people dress in character and tell the stories of people buried there. I usually tell the story of Bran mm-hmm. um, in a tuxedo, of course. Uh, <laughs> so in October, I believe it's the... I believe it's the third Saturday. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I encourage other people to come out and check it out yeah. too. It's not so much a spooky thing as it is just a living history and interpretation yeah. of the people and the lives that were there. It is quite um, interesting seeing some of the giant mausoleums that are still there. Yeah. Some of the huge statues. I'm like, well, you got deep Richest pockets. person in the cemetery. Um, I think there was one that said, uh, what did it say? Um it was said he was like an endowed livelihood or an endowed man, an endowed lively man or something. And I was like, Oh, interesting. There you go. It goes on your gravestone. (laughs) Even after, even after you're gone, got to make sure that gets on there. Um, but yeah, so it's very interesting. And I've also heard that Molly Adams is buried there. She is. Um, with, um, quite notorious Waco history. Um, and I would argue that one of the reasons why Molly Adams is so remembered is because there's a Mm -hmm. painting of her. It's true. Uh, you don't, have pictures of many other things Mm -hmm. uh and even if we look at darker pieces of waco history when we look at lynchings and things Mm -hmm. there's only photographs of jesse washington Mm -hmm. there there aren't photographs of others like sink majors Mm -hmm. Uh, there aren't there's others as well so uh don't ever especially at that time don't underestimate the power of a photograph or a painting of somebody yeah not that molly Mm -hmm. adams didn't have a lot of clout (laughs) but i think that she's gained more over time i was gonna because we know what she looked like yeah interesting um but yeah it's very interesting to put all the history and the hauntings into perspective and Mm -hmm. that's why we do history first then haunting second power of folklore (laughs) there you go well, I think that's everything. Thank you so much for joining yes, us today. Thank, oh, thank you all so much for having me and talking goat man. Yay. Yes, it was it's a blast. Fun. We had a, a blast. <laughs> oh, a blast. blast. Oh, that was no. my bad impersonation of a goat. Um, anyway, that oh, was all. A, a blast. There. There. Um, anyway, that thing. was bad. <laughs>
Uh, well thank you for joining us and we look forward to doing this again yes good time (laughs) all right bye Bye. (laughs) you've been listening to the poltergals a rogue media network podcast this has been a rogue media podcast 